0: Thanks so much for joining us on the Beer and Bullshit Podcast again this week. Um, Unfortunately, Jay and I were stood up by a guest this week, and uh, we had to spend the whole time talking to each other. But uh, it was a good time, and uh, we chatted about uh, work-from-home arrangements and what work-from-home might look like uh, for people in the future and uh also we talked about the recent gun ban implemented by the liberal government and uh what gun culture looks like in canada as opposed to the states and all that goes into that whole conversation so uh yeah it was a good time and i hope you guys enjoy the podcast cheers Shit. Number 49 Jay, we've been stood up.
1: <laughs> won't be our first time. Oh, it will be our last.
0: What the fuck? Uh, you know what? It's okay. We're gonna chalk it up to technical issues, which seems to be a theme on this podcast. But I'm I'm a little bit bummed because we're going to have a really good guest and yeah. really good conversation. Um,
1: I don't think we should reveal who it was gonna be though. No, mm-hmm. some people will take it. Take it to heart for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. No, but hey, what... We'll, really well, well, my screen's still showing you Frozen. Oh, well. Uh, well I'm just well, going to look at get your pretty... To see me move. you get to
0: look at me, but just to still exactly. frame of me this whole so. time. So hopefully it catches up. But uh, yeah, so I guess we got lots to catch up on uh, that we're going to have to suffer through talking to each other for an hour instead of uh, having, having a guest on.
1: What have you been up to this week anyways? Well, this week was uh, the last, oh, there you go, your screen's back, mm. uh, was the last of my uh, kind of working week. Uh, well, I, I got about a, kind of have a week off, kind of, to get ready for my next uh, uh, assignments. Uh, so yeah, we're, uh, so kind of just taking it easy, it just been, uh, I finished some last uh, some last minute paperwork and now I'm, uh, I'm just on baby and dog duty this week, really, that's all really going on in gonna get the uh, get to the, the bike all tuned up for the uh, new uh uh you know duathlon season
0: oh yeah. okay hopefully they yeah. do schedule
1: some races though yeah i don't know you know what man? in my running i in the last five months four months since the kids been born you've fallen oh, off completely off the wagon yeah like my my 10k run is going to be atrocious i know i could still do you know a five and an okay time mm. but it's not going to be good, but whatever. We'll get back to it. We'll, it'll, it'll be quick.
0: Yeah. I, I think it comes like that's, that's part of like that, having that base eh, and, and knowing yeah. that you have done it, you've done it before. So you yeah. sort of know that you can get back to it. And even just knowing that you can do that, it feels like yeah. you, you know, you're able to, to get back into it. I'm like, I'm sucking balls right now for running. Cause I, I hurt my knee and now I'm like, so, tentative to get out there and do anything, and I haven't felt probably this way in the past year and a half. There, I was going hard for, for a while, and you know, you take the odd little break because you, you feel a little bit of a problem. But, uh, this is the first time that I've gone like a solid two weeks without like
1: extend, like, like overextend it. Or,
0: I think I just pounded it a little too hard there because, um, I went, uh, I, I was I had that think, issue in college a few times, <laughs> pounded a little too hard no no i i don't know that such a thing exists but um as far (laughs) as far as like the knee goes i i'm just i think it's all tightness in my my quad right now i'm hoping that it it resolves quick enough and i can get out there because it affects you in so many other ways too i find like Mm. once i when i fall off the wagon it's not even just like that i start drinking more eat shittier go to bed later don't yep. Like, there's just so many things that sort of uh, that keeps me disciplined for that I have a hard time doing. And now I'm, like, seeing myself kind of slip. And every night it's like, well, I'm not going to go for a run. So, ah, fuck it. It's nice outside. I'll have a beer, you know. Like, uh, yep. so uh, it's, it's it's interesting where your head goes and you realize that it's easy to sort of slip into bad habits.
1: Yeah. But next to that, like, wow, uh, I guess you're. Just working from home still and that's that's all going on with you
0: yeah yeah working from home and um i i don't yeah, know I like
1: got, i got the covid
0: <laughs> well thank god you're uh i don't know a couple blocks away down in lower melrose yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah just working from home yeah working from home and um i don't know i'm i've been thinking about this working from home thing and i, I some part of me feels a little bit guilty that I'm in not enjoying it, but like obviously this is a really hard time and it's really difficult for a lot of people in society yeah. in general. But like I've been sort of uh, I don't know if salivating is the right word, but like a lot of stuff now is like sort of not frowned upon, right? It used to be yeah. that no, no, when you have like a meeting with somebody, you have to you have to show up at at, uh, and meet them in person. And there, it was a sign of like respect, right. To meet people in person. And, uh, I I'm finding that now people are more flexible with things like video conferencing, which saves me a ton of travel and I, I don't have to go and, and I find it way more convenient in the sense of like efficiency in hours. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it wasn't something that was commonplace before. And some part of me is a little bit hopeful, That not, not that this goes on longer than it has to, but that, you know, this kind of work from home thing sticks. And -hmm. it might be that what has to happen is that this for for it to stick is that something, you know, is kind of a little bit more extended that it becomes the new norm. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: So, But do you like, I'll, I'll, I'm in the camp where I know I don't get as much done at home. Yeah, I, I have to go to the office, and like my current position, I I only need to be in the office for certain things. Okay, I will need to go go to work a few times. I can do the rest of my work from home. It's already set up that way. I can do it from home, and I have all the you know I'm connected. I can jump online, do whatever. But I find working in my home office compared to my office at, at work uh, pro- productivity is completely like. Completely different. Also, like, sometimes when I'm at the office, people, you know, co-workers come by and we just start shooting a shit for, you know, however long. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to go hit the gym now or ah, I'm going to go get a coffee. Like, you kind of just kill a bunch of time anyways. Like, you're, some some days you're still not productive or as productive as you should be. But uh, I find overall, though, it's too easy here, especially I think just right now with the kid, it's too easy to, like, push that aside. I'm going to yeah. go take care of that. Like, yeah. and or, like, you know, you get the yell, like, hey, Jason, can you help me out with this. So, like, you know, go help out the wife or whatever. So, like, but I am. I am from the, you know, the point of view that I do get more work done at work at the office. I could clo- at the office, I can lock the door, just kind of, you know, maybe put on headphones, listen to on podcast while I'm working, and just zone in and like you know, cut out the outside world. Where I find here at home it's like, well. <laughs> All right, that's forty-five minutes in. Time for a nap. Yeah, <laughs> Just go, go sleep like whatever. I hope your employer is not watching this. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jason's
0: forty-five minutes into his workday. He's going for a nap. Going for a nap. Um, oh, I mean, put the baby down for. A nap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I completely understand that, and I, and I think like I'm in a bit of a privileged position on that front because i i definitely have been working from home for a long time like pretty much from the beginning of my career that was an option for me it was something that uh working remotely was expected so you know i i've traveled all the time in in the work that i do and in traveling having the capability to do work on the road from a coffee shop from wherever right was was needed so then having that capability at home was there as well so in doing that you sort of you recognize that all, all the things that you're, you're mentioning, right. Is that there's a lot of distraction in your home. Uh, quite frankly, like this is my office right now. Like for various reasons, I've been kicked out of my primary office, but this yeah. is sort of my, my secondary office. And there's a lot of distraction in this room right yeah. now. And a lot of reason for me to not do work. And it's only in like, really being mindful of those things and, and being able to, to sort of set having the discipline to kind of break your day apart that and it's a whole other level of work, but I think ultimately it leads to, for me at least to higher productivity. And I I think it comes from the fact that like, once you, you know that those opportunities are there to be more flexible with your time and know exactly when you can do something uh, like, as much as there are distractions here, there are not. Um, there are no interruptions here. And I guess the way, like,
1: I'm, I'm maybe the way I'm thinking about it is that here, the distractions here, I can control a bit more, and I can, I can cut. Like, I can say, "All right, I don't care what happens. You can't come talk to me." That's right. Where if I'm at the office, you know, with how many people walking by going nonstop, like hey i'm at the college i'm gonna people knock on my door ask me you know like to go over an assignment to go over a test to go over this mm-hmm. and then just co-workers coming by asking me for help on this asking me for help for that so like i can't control those other outside distractions that i cannot really stop yeah i can put a sign on my door but kind of a douchebag move uh whereas here <laughs> well you have been known to be a douchebag so it's it's well it's in the family crest <laughs> <laughs> el douchebag but yeah uh but, but yeah, no, it's uh. But here I can tell the wife, you know, okay, I I need these five hours straight. Don't bother me. I'm gonna, you know, if you know, unless you bring me a coffee, I don't really care. <laughs> you know, like she'll, but like she'll come by, like, cause actually I had to get a bunch of work done, and I listened to like it was like five hours of presentations on Tuesday or Monday. No, it was actually I think it was on Sunday, and she literally just like she was actually asked, she was the she was a jail warden, and she literally like get in the office, don't get out, and she would just. Uh, you know, put her head in, and say, "Hey, I'm, I'm gonna go get some coffees. Do you want one?" It's like, sure. She like just keep, and I just plugged away, got yeah. all my shit done. So it's like you can control the distractions where when you're at the office, it's only, you know, you can only control so much unless you have like a door that locks and no one can see if you're there, blah blah blah. But yeah. I think that
0: what ends up happening is that at the office there is a social aspect to work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think. for for some people, and especially if you work in a in a setting where not everybody has the same role uh, or the same level of responsibility or whatever, right? And you you know you might work in a cubicle farm or where, wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, if you don't have the option of shutting yourself out physically from that, some people it really is, and and there's nothing you know inherently wrong with that. But to some people, it, going to work is really part of their social life, right? It's a yep. it's a large component of their social life. So you can't expect that that's not going to bleed into and you're going to have all sorts of conflicting kind of um priorities at any given time when you put a whole bunch of people who have different agendas for their day uh in in the same place. I always- And what, what I like in, in removing myself from that is like as much as there like you say, there are distractions, but you can control them. You're removing that whole aspect of other people imposing uh, demands on your time for that. You're Mm -hmm. in complete control. Now it really does come down to what you decide to do with your day. If, if you've ended up not doing anything with your day, you're probably not going to be very happy with it but it's completely on you at least. Right. Like you haven't been pulled aside for a conversation, been held a little bit too long with somebody in a conversation, had to have that awkward kind of like I'm walking away, but I'm still listening to you, you know, like, uh, you know, there's, there, there's so much of that. That's, that's sort of like part and parcel of working, working in an office or, you know, uh, like I said, a cubicle farm, but it's, uh, i i don't know i i like the the work from home aspect but it does require a level of uh awareness and discipline yeah. of your how you're using your time
1: so i'm kind of lucky I, I do share an office with one person there's two of us uh for two hour office mm. and uh uh she well first of all she's like the sweetest person in the world she's like the mom she's like would be like the best mom type thing oh the but best mom like, i hope like, your you know, mom's like not nice listening Oh, no, no, my mom has nothing on this girl, <laughs> uh, but it's no, really it's uh, it, we know it's like uh, there's time to talk, but essentially it's like this is like I got to get to work or we know you, you kind of get the hint. So like, oh, you want to work? Get to it. I'm not going to bother you. Uh, but it's funny like, because people since there's two of us in the office and our one wall is just essentially window. Like a sliding yeah. like, patio door type thing, so people like will be like, "Oh hey," and it's like, or want to talk to the other one, and it's like, "Shit," and it's like, "Oh, you want to talk?" It's something kind of private. All right, I guess I'll get up and leave. <laughs> All right, and just kind of walk out. Like sometimes it's not bad. Sometimes you're like, "Oh, good," I, there's a reason to leave type thing. But no, uh, it's it's interesting. there. Uh... No, I, I I do I want it. I find that since I was already able to work from home already. So it doesn't really change much, no. but it does allow me like I have more of an excuse sure. or it's not as like as much as I was allowed to work from home, you know, like management was still rather you. Is, it, is it
0: frowned upon?
1: Like in I don't workplace? think it's frowned upon, but I think is that, you know, showing your face still s- says something. Yeah. Like I, I bet you if let's say your office, you, you have a you have a workstation at your office if you I went do. in. Yep. With, with your name tag. That's correct. Douchebag McGee. That's right. And it, How did you know? So, uh, uh, I've seen your family <laughs> crest. Uh, but uh, so like you can just go in and uh, you, you do your thing. But let's say there's you and your coworker, right? You do the exact same job. You stay at home. You work from home 85% of the time. Yeah. Or let's say eight, like 80%. The other person stays at the home, work works from home half the time okay or, or or even less let's say both yous are just as good as your job just as well like and all things being equal the same but you go for that job promotion and once again all things being equal the only difference is that they are in the office that much more they are engaging they're speaking and then are the first whose first person comes to mind to, to the manager or the boss is the person they see all the time. Yeah. Do do, Are they working harder than you? Are they doing a better job? You know, maybe you're doing the same little job, but the thing is they see them.
0: Well, this would explain why I'm not getting promoted, but,
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: people don't even know I work there anymore, but, uh, (laughs) no, uh, I, I think that makes complete sense. Yes. Uh, visibility is part of that, especially when you're working in a, a, um, an organization where your direct supervisor or your the person who you're reporting to is in the same office. I think yeah. that falls apart when the decision makers on hiring and promotions and all that aren't, in that office and the visibility means nothing. Right. It's nothing like where, where no one knows whether or not you're in the office. Right. They just know that like they can check maybe a system to say whether you've logged Mm -hmm. into a system or, or, or whatever. But um, to me, it's whether or not if you're logged in, you can probably log in from home. Right. Yeah. So uh, to maybe to some extent, it's sort of an equalizer in that sense that it, it sort of takes away the the preconceived notions that a manager might have if all they're judging people on is like, oh, well, this person shows up, you know, they, they show yeah. up on time every day. Well, you don't know that the person who's working from home is logging in 15 minutes early every day, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a big game changer
1: for that because so it's many just- organizations... This sounds like the most boring pod right now. I'm just thinking about like you know, work from home. <laughs> but, Beer and bullshit, work from home.
0: We should be I feel like we should be typing uh what what's what is it an office space? TPS reports or uh TPS reports, yeah. yeah. Reports?
1: Well you're gonna hand in those TPS reports. <laughs>
0: oh fuck. So that's the best uh that's the best movie, eh? It's uh it, was it not uh, buddy who did King of the Hill, Mike Judge? Was it a Mike Judge? Yeah, it was a Mike was Judge it? movie. Okay, and uh, that that's a classic, eh? Just having the well, that whole scene where they destroy the fucking copier—that's that's that's, yeah. that's a complete classic. But just the like the whole idea of the movie itself—it was a hit. Just, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that so many people are just are so fucking disenchanted about working in an in an office, eh? Like no. that see this might be the silver lining in all of this where people are working from home a lot more now and I think that it, it people are going to realize like man like I don't if, especially if they are able to build those habits in their their workday give themselves a, a dedicated workspace and be able to really be mindful of how they use their time they're going to find that they can be really effective at home and probably a lot happier right I, I don't know that that I'm, I'm speaking personally. Maybe some people are like, I spoke earlier about some people being it's their social life to come to work. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, I also wonder if like, does this like, do you find you've done less, uh, you know, like the TPS reports, have you done less <laughs> of those medial tasks, those pointless routine tasks that you're asked to do all the time? I find that like, uh, I would have a task where I have to, like, tell people, like, oh, they, these people are showed up or not showed up or, you know, like, kind of almost an attendance type thing. And I don't see it being a thing that people are really looking into now. So, like, well, not much you can do about it. Like, is there going to be some of those, like, little reports that's like, well, you know what, this is this obviously was a waste of time. This was kind of like a I'll make work project. Are those going to be gone and be more based on, you know? production or whatever like I I wonder if there'll be a change
0: Jason uh, I'm gonna say since uh, I'm pretty sure my boss listens to this program uh, <laughs> our workplace is the Mine model the model of efficiency and completely devoid of any
1: uh, unessential unnecessary tasks. yeah exactly every, uh, <laughs> every task is as essential as the previous one that's or great. even more or even more essential that's right <laughs> uh <laughs> Even more essential. Uh, No,
0: um, I I think that does make a lot of sense. I think a lot of organizations are probably going to go that way. And there's going to be a lot of trimming of the fat. But I, I think first and foremost, though, anybody who's working from home right now, where it's become necessary for them to work from home. So employers just immediately who like I'm, I'm thinking more maybe smaller organizations who really felt like where where the the owner or the the operator of the business was um really kind of wrapped up in knowing where everybody was and what they were doing yeah. all this time and uh now in order for it was kind of like okay either you shut your business down or you let everybody work from home and especially if they see like oh my God, like I was so worried about people not doing their job and people just do their job regardless of if I'm watching them or not, right? There'll be more of an acceptance and a level of comfort and uh, less of a stigma associated with wanting to work from home. And I I think ultimately it can be a really good thing, right? Especially if people are able to, they they find that they have more flexibility in their workday, you know, like, uh, I don't know, whether it be you, like, I've always found that the school day is very, um, is not well matched with the work day, right? A nine to five and school ends at three and there's always a bus, like the bus drops your yeah. kid off at it whatever doesn't time drop,
1: it doesn't let the kid get off unless a parent is there to take them off the bus well that's that's how it is now there but that uh, was never a thing no, when i was a kid no, no, <laughs> was was just like fan for your fucking self if my brother and i forgot the key we we're just waiting on the front step <laughs> that's, right, parents that's got right. home two hours later in, in the rain 40 weather yeah <laughs> it's like just sitting there like well that sucked nope. we used to have an old dead sun uh sunbird not a <laughs> yeah. sunfire sunbird uh oh. sitting in the driveway Not and easy. we used to make sure one door stayed unlocked because that's where we would just wait in until my parents got telephone.
0: <laughs> so my
1: brother and i just sitting there like this sucks we really should bring a key next time yeah, at least <laughs> us often.
0: that's awesome uh <laughs> no but but something like that right like if, if one of your parents was working from home at that time and had that flexibility and <laughs> could let you in the house, or am I mistaken? I'm I'm pretty sure your mom did work from home and she was just like, you can't bother me at work until five o'clock. So you got home at three o'clock and it was like, no, no, you got to stay outside. Right. In the Bosno household. That's, that's how things work. Well,
1: it's, I, it's not much I can, I, I don't want to say too much in, in giving it away, but, uh essentially there was mother time and and unless we brought her a pack of smokes we weren't coming to the house
0: a couple empty boxes of wine after that and uh, sorry we should not be bad mouthing your mom on this podcast (laughs) She doesn't listen oh god no god no anyways no uh but my original point was that it was like (laughs) the bus the bus drops your kid off and quarter after three and that's forcing so many people to to have child care arrangements before after work right like uh daycares and and all of that uh babysitters after work it's a huge part of um, i i don't know it's it's like after school care whatever it is right if you allow, if more and more organizations allow parents uh, or people flexibility general, yeah just to work from home and all you got to do is take your school-aged kid off the bus and set them up you know like you go hey here have a snack you know like you do your homework kind of thing and then you sit like that's that's what out of your work day right even if yeah. you do work till five o'clock like what's, it, the, what's the big deal? It it, it takes you five minutes to, to do that. And that saves you a whole heck of trouble when mm-hmm. you're, when you're, um, you're looking to plan, you know, what your day looks like now, obviously it's not going to work for everybody. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure there's no option for electricians or carpenters to work from home, but yeah. you know, anybody who does anything on a computer, right? If you're mm-hmm. sitting at a computer for the majority of your day, like the networks are there. Or the, the, the VPN technology is there. We, we should be able to, to set people up anywhere. Never
1: mind yeah. working from home. You can work wherever the fuck you want to work from. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I remember when well, I was doing my, my, uh, my placement, so like an internship with the Canadian Olympic committee, I was working from the Starbucks I, or, you know, like uh, and the office was in Toronto at Eden Center or the Eden Tower whatever uh, Whoa, and fancy well there's the tower in the mall type thing never been there two. in the mall I know the 101 Eden mall <laughs> <laughs> uh but Eden Center has uh, like a tower that goes up so, so far and there's it's all offices but the uh, the Olympic committee is there but like I would g- I went in like once a week for a few weeks. Next up I just worked from like a Starbucks or like wherever in Hamilton. That's I, right. Or I went to I would go to Merit Brewing, having a beer at the brewery. Yeah. Just, like, whatever, just work from there. Like there was no what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're like if you're doing research, if you're you know, you're writing proposals, you don't need to be sitting in somewhere. Like mm-hmm. unless there's a library of some sort you needed, but like what the hell?
0: Yeah, and I, and I think <laughs> you know, the more we we sort of start to be and I hate the word judged, but I mean, like um, if your performance is your performance assessment is based more so on um, your output or your, the quality of the work that you do or whatever it is, right. If you're meeting deadlines, if you're doing those things, then really there shouldn't be, like, what do they care what you're wearing at work yeah. or what you're, you know, um, like maybe there there's a certain level of monitoring that needs to happen if if people are are having to call customers or or whatever. So you, you know, but there's call recording software. There's all sorts
1: of shit. There's stuff like that. Like I guess like you know, those may some security aspects and not bring bring out to bring you know certain type of files That's right. out. Yeah. But Like yeah. you know, then there's there's certain things like you know I. If, if I'm using the, you know, the, the the network at the office front lane and, you know, like VPN server and just going yeah. on, like, I'm not taking anything home with me. Yes, I guess there's an opportunity where I can print something off and just go nuts with it. But like, I think that's kind of like the professionalism uh, slides in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, like most session, once again, unless you're production, unless you're, you know, electrician, skill, skill trades, you know, like, yes, those things can't work from home. But yeah, yeah. it's like well I consulting I, I could have done my, my consulting from from home 100 percent. yeah go with yeah. my meetings go meet my clients when need to next that yes banking i would have to stay at the bank i get that yeah yeah well i'm yeah but even there you to a degree you, you know degree, like yeah. there's
0: a lot there's a lot a you can probably do right and and i mean
1: a bunch of the wealth guys just worked on the road they went place to place who cares and,
0: you know you've got to meet with somebody you don't necessarily have to like especially now like you want to really get into the weeds of this like we're we're recording a podcast remotely right now mm-hmm. what's the reason why this can't be a meeting between you know uh somebody from a company and a, and a client or a potential client there's no no reason like the the technology mm-hmm. and the this as long as you got a good connection it's yeah. it's good enough now that you can really and especially if you take the time like we're I always find that if you're sitting there with a phone on and you're, you're talking into the phone and the screen's not really that big and it's just kind of a bit of a pain in the ass, um, those calls can kind of be exhausting, mm-hmm. those video calls, but if you've, you've set yourself up in a way that you've got a decent camera... You've, got, you've, you've taken audio into account in the sense that like you're making it seem a little more natural and you've got a good connection, it really makes n- a night and day difference in these things. And there's no reason why you can't conduct a good, um, a, a good meaningful meeting, right? That's not the equivalent of a fucking scratchy phone call and, and has a bunch of delay to it. There's no reason why you can't do that over a video call now.
1: And you're right. And like, actually, I know I don't say Thank that you. often, but Thank you're right. You this very time. much. Everyone. Oh, God, it hurt. Note it that.
0: It <laughs> hurt. Podcast <laughs> audience.
1: But, uh, it probably physically I it, hurt. It did. It, my heart kind of like just cringed. It just <sighs> squeezed a bit like, oh, you're, you're no, right. but, uh, uh, Did he? No, he didn't. Damn it. I, was, I thought McCaver might have responded, but he didn't. Uh, I was going to say the, uh, yeah, uh, what what oh, <laughs> Talk you're talking pulse. about good good connection. Uh, I would say like yeah, it one on one, fine. Because right now with this, I find there isn't been there hasn't been an issue. You know, we can easily do this podcast. Yes, I don't think we're at. You know, I think it might just be might be bandwidth, might be you know, computer access, or internet access, and speed, whatnot. But like when we have a third person on on the on these. It's tough not to jump on somebody That's else right. while they are talking. Yep. There's a delay too. There's been a couple times where you know there's there's a half second delay, not even half second. You think you have your opportunity and you go to speak, and then it's like you're, you're stepping on. You're like, no, no, you go first. You go first. You go first. And I just did today. I uh, this morning I did four hours of uh, case competition judging for some some cases, some like business plans in Windsor. So I was a judge doing it out of here. And there's you know three judges. Uh, four participants, or four team members per team, you know, and I did, you know, four of those, but, like, trying to, like, jump on, there's that little, it's hard to, you know, yeah. like, they don't have it set properly, like, yes, there's some of the apps where you put your hand up mm. to to speak, but, like, it still doesn't, you know, people don't see it, and, you know, like, so you, you're sitting on your, on your camera with your hand yeah. up, like, can I speak next, can I speak next? It's still not great. I do think, like, you could, you know, if we were doing it, you would and if you were having a proper meeting, you would have a moderator type thing. If it was a large group, uh, which you, you can do it better. But like, no, it's a it's it's getting there. It's still not perfect, but you're right. like a one on one thing. You can easily do it. If it was a banking thing, you know, like as a as a commercial banker, you can just call the people up and just do it from home. And yeah, I'll set you up on that. We'll send that up. I'll send you the documents. My freaking you know, I got Cedric as a uh as a a real estate agent we're just sending each other documents on our iPads. I'm signing it on my iPad, send it back to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, there's, there's so many ways around things now. And like, you know, to your point, I like, I I'm doing physio right now, rehabbing a knee and, I had, um, uh, my first virtual appointment with, uh, restore physio shout out to restore physio, Patricia fucking
1: so, She did not, s- did not send us the bill yet. I'm sorry. You're, or the check. Uh, uh, the for bill. You to your, <laughs> no, no. This your, is how this podcast works. She, she, she just has to check. We cannot say her name on this
0: podcast. <laughs> so we're going
1: to go back and bleep that out. Uh, continue. I, I thought you were going to say we, we said we the name. The we paid them. We've said the name,
0: so now they're going to
1: send us a bill. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how you make the real money. You have to put money down ahead of time to make money later.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> you spend money to make money, Jay. Um, but <laughs> I have my, my first virtual appointment, which is just basically through telehealth, right? Mm-hmm. And it, at first I was a little bit like, you know, what, what do you get out of this? But it it really was like, I thought it was beneficial and, and a lot of it relied on my own sort of reports back and forth and being able to provide feedback on, um, like she's asking me to do certain movements or to sort of do certain stretches and say, okay, how does that feel? So there's a lot of that. It's imperfect for sure. And it's not the same as being in the clinic, but it's, uh, it's definitely still very viable. And you could imagine that there would be ways to facilitate this in a way that's, uh, that's provides more information, better feedback on the other end, right? Like mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff. So let's say, I, I don't know, like you go to the doctor's office for a checkup, right? Like uh, th- we're talking about telehealth right now, right? So you go to the doctor's office for a checkup. What do they do? They take your weight. They take your blood pressure. They'll um, listen to your, your heartbeat, right? They'll listen to your breathing, right? With a steth- stethoscope. All of those devices are very simple devices, right? That transmit some kind of information. Mm. So you can see how, if that's something that you needed, you could definitely be sent some package with a USB interface where you plug that into your computer and you put the stethoscope to your chest and the doctors on the screen listening... To what that stethoscope is trans—it's transmitting. Now, are we there yet with that kind of technology? Are we... Um, you know, do we have the we, connection to be
1: able to do that? We almost are, because uh, or technically are. I, because I'm a f- fat piece of crap, uh, I, for some reason my body... You said it, decide, not me. My body decides it doesn't know how to breathe properly while it sleeps. Uh-huh. Uh, it just stops. Uh and I guess that's really bad for your body. Uh, uh, so I have, you know, a sleep pad, uh, sleep pad machine, and it will, uh, it is, it has wireless connection and sends my sleeping information to the to the doctor wires, like you know, through just regular data Wi-Fi connection, there, like yeah. like your like like your cell phone. Sure. It's not even on my Wi Fi. It's just like as if it's, it's own cell phone built in. It sends them, and and they will check out my sleeping patterns and like they're like they'll do it every few weeks they're like oh you know hey we uh, we readjusted your your machine to pump in more That's air insane. into you because you're not, like i don't even know what's happening yeah. i'm just i just put it on my face go to sleep pass out and i i guess i breathe better now uh, but yeah no it just it does that and like no, I, I'm i not going into the office. I'm not talking to them. Yeah. They just told me, they're like, oh, by the way, we did this. We just checked it out. Uh, we, we increased it because of whatever. Uh, or, you know, like, come in to get the new machine because you needed a new one for some reason. Like, oh, okay. And you just do it. The craziest thing I know about that machine, like, so I I have the full face mask on because uh, I'm a mouth breather, like, like a Neanderthal. <laughs> that sounds all right. Up, they gave me the nose one. I'm like, I don't know what this is gonna do. <laughs> like, it's not gonna work. First of all, my nose is too big to be in this thing. But they gave me the, the full face one, and uh, it was like the first day. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, it's interesting because it's all it's doing is pushing air into your body. OK, yeah. so it sets up like a splint because you have that little like flap in your throat between your nose and your 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 throat. Yeah. That air in. And so what happens when you're if you you have like sleep apnea is that it closes all the time. So you, you choke and then you have to like you wake up and you have to like get your breath back. So this just makes it so like there's air going in your nose and your mouth the whole time. So it stays open. So there's always oxygen going through sure. regardless. So like if you just open your mouth and stop breathing, air just keeps circulate like it just so it's a really weird feeling and it's pushing air in the whole time so the one day i'm like oh like just trying it out it was like first day or two and i'm like i just breathe in as deep as i can because you really feel your like your lungs pump up and while i was doing it the power went out in in the neighborhood it was like so no air was coming in anymore and like it just like this weird zero pressure and i was like oh my god i'm dying take it off and like, like just learn. And then I'm sitting there, like for the rest of the night, freaking out. I'm like, I hope I didn't like screw something up. And like now my heart is just like dying on its own. So I didn't sleep for like six hours because I was freaking out about it in my own head. Yeah. So
0: uh, see yeah. you. You better not. One thing I was gonna say is don't be an asshole to anybody who's working at that lab that's making oh, these yeah. adjustments to your machine. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be. You wake up one day or not wake up one day because like. <laughs> It's like uh, you know, oh I feel like the oxygen level is just slowly being diminished in this machine. Yeah, yeah. Your sleep patterns are dictating that, Jason. This is this is why we we need to slowly wean you off this uh, thing we call oxygen. You're getting too dependent on breathing.
1: <laughs> well, but it's pretty it's uh, it's but they they're they're at that point already. They're It's, it's there. Yeah, it's, it's there. there. So it's it's going to keep happening.
0: No, and and I think we're we're going to see more and more of these types of things. And and I mean, like, it, you know, we were talking about work from home, but like this isn't just work, right? Like this is work for some people, but it's also like a lot of the things that that you you know you leave your house for, which mm-hmm. sort of leads into a conversation of like, okay, this all sounds great and convenient and such a time saver, but Every, every bit of technology that we have Is supposed to have saved us time And what it does is leads us To feeling like we have no time <laughs> yeah. Right Like who do you talk to now That goes like man ever since I got this iPhone Holy shit do I have A shit ton of free time Man it's, you know it's I'm nonstop. so efficient with this iPhone <laughs>
1: Like Weren't we No you're right like weren't we promised efficiency and time saving? Is it just that but like you know, you just start you're filling up that free time with more shit? Like and even if it's work productivity, you know, oh yeah, we saved you how much time to do this. But even then, like I I'm given an iPad to teach on, I'm given this to, to work on, give really it's just like first of all, there's the hours to learn it, then the hours to develop, and regardless what what environment you're working in, nothing works perfectly with the other. So you're always working on that, that fix, that, that, you know, workaround. So it never, it's never perfect. But then also you just start you know, you might just, like you're saying, you have your iPhone and you're screwing around and you're playing, you know, Candy Crush and Words of Friends, <laughs> uh, you know, like whatever, you know.
0: Or panic scrolling through your, uh, your news feeds. Yeah. Reading yeah. up on the latest coronavirus.
1: Conspiracy theory sites. Sure. Uh, that's.
0: Whoa, well, What? conspiracy oh, theory conspiracy sorry. reality jason
1: conspiracy truth
0: uh did you not realize that they're now taking all of our guns
1: hey hey. all of them all of them <laughs> every single one you know what and so let's let's get into it. let's talk some politics you want to talk you yeah. want to talk politics okay let's i gotta to get another beer before we do this case okay, so. so let's we'll we'll pause we'll be right back people won't even know we're gone that's okay. how quick I, this is gonna be cut that, yes. It will be cut and I will sort of
0: phase them into each other. But, uh, yes. Yeah. I want a beer too. Okay. Sounds good. Let's go get a beer. All right. And we're back. Okay. So that was quick. Uh, it's almost like somebody, um, gets us beer.
1: So before, uh, we talk about, uh, things that we are completely against the government about, uh, (laughs) What are you drinking right now? I see oh, a beautiful, colorful can know, that I you have there. I,
0: I was influenced uh, by you. I think you were drinking this last week, but I am drinking the Hipster by Compass Brewing.
1: Fucking delicious. It's Ooh. one of my favorite beer run beers. Um, I, I believe there might be some, some hibiscus uh, tastes and notes in that uh, drink. <laughs> that
0: sounds about right it's kind of in the name so no it's <laughs> delicious i i think we've
1: rated this one maybe like four or five times already so yeah. it probably doesn't need and to be rated but for the compass one it is my i think my my go to but mm-hmm. uh today i actually did stop by our good friends at compass broom as well oh you too and fuck I off. have the anthem the goes there you go did I'm you go to That one too yeah i went today yeah those are yeah. I. Uh, actually, first I went, uh, and this is somebody. Actually, uh, I think we need to bring on the, the podcast sooner or later. I know we were we were talking about it before our last hiatus, and I'm just building all over my goddamn catch you, uh, alcohol abuse, uh, uh, Mister uh, Riley Heffernan. Uh, I went to O'Reilly's to go drop off my bike, but I kind of forgot that I was supposed to call him ahead of time, and I didn't, uh, so she wasn't taking my bike so I got to do it Monday but uh, so yeah I went to go drop off my bike today ended up uh, not being able to so I just defaulted with driving over to We're <laughs> <squeeze. laughs> going to get pure driving from one end
0: of town to the other <laughs> oh well I mean it's on the way <laughs> you gotta go anyways
1: did <laughs> I just anything no that was all I picked up <laughs> I try to spread the love you know That's right. but yeah no so doing the, uh, the anything goes uh, dry hop sour it's delicious eh that sour yeah Mm-hmm. Fucking good. So, what I want to talk about? So, okay. obviously, we can talk about COVID. We can talk about people not You're being off. allowed out. About this, whatever. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. COVID? Uh, is he, I don't know. Actually, that's actually so we should, four weeks ago, Jay should, we make, should really should really shouldn't be make jokes about that when people are still sick. Uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we could talk about how this and that. But okay, so obviously, big news as of yesterday and today. Uh. The, the the liberal government, controlled by Justin Trudeau, Control. taken away and banned 1,500 assault-styled r- rifles. I want to know before I tell you what I really think about this. Well, you th- this when you tell me the this- right answer to this question, right? I
0: want to know what you think first. Okay. Um I can tell you generally what I think, but I can't tell you specifically because I, I don't know specifically what this this bill is, um, is outlawing. But, I mean, I own guns. I'm pretty sure none of the ones I own are now considered prohibited. But there are three classes of firearms and there's uh, non-restricted, restricted, and prohibited. And the way I've always seen it is like non-restricted, generally your hunting rifles, your uh shotguns, anything you would you would normally see anybody who does any outdoorsman, um uh, this is that's usually what they own is a non-restricted firearm, which is a long gun. Uh restricted firearms, I know it's it's more than this, but um typically handguns, yeah. which means you have to have a spe- a special license to own. Uh, you have, to, there's procedures for transporting them. Uh, you can only use them in certain settings. And then there are prohibited firearms, which are your assault style military grade weapons, right? Uh, I've always sort of thought of it as, uh, um, automatic weapons, uh, weapons that, that, that have that capacity. And that those, uh, prohibited weapons, nobody in the general public can own. Uh, only, uh, military police, um, and museums. Sure. And like that. Yeah. That they, they can actually have them special things. Yeah. So, so yeah,
1: so those are the three. Yes. So you're, you're, you're essentially all right of that. Okay. Uh, like there's, there's little things here and there, but essentially, sure. yes.
0: But, yes. but, and, and what I understand with this legislation is that it's now classified certain new firearms as prohibited yeah. when they used to be
1: restricted. But nothing from the non-restricted category? No. Stuff from the non-restricted has now, I believe, have also been made. Uh, Prohibited. Yeah. Okay. So, see, this is where I
0: feel like um, I sort of understand both sides of this argument. I I feel like generally I try to give some kind of um, understanding to to people on both sides of these things but i do think that sometimes a lot of the the nuts and bolts of these decisions are made on feelings and sort of the appearance of of a firearm right like how it's going to be classified and i think there's a lot of discussion on 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 that front as far as saying like okay something that's something that looks like it would be used by the military, like it's black and it has a pistol grip on it or whatever. But if ultimately what it ends up being is nothing more than a semi-automatic shot, uh, not shotgun, but a semi-automatic rifle that is more or less the same as what your, you'd use to go hunt deer or moose or whatever. Right. That is there really a big difference there? Um, I don't know because really what you're outlawing here, like what you're making prohibited because there's very little difference between the, the, like that, that gun and the gun that's got like the nice wooden stock and is, uh, is a semi-automatic like 30 odd six, right? Yep. So m- I guess there is maybe an argument that when they make these things, out of certain materials and they're lighter and there's the pistol grip like it's built for efficiency which in the end in a active shooter situation or something like that that it it can be um it can be used to more dangerously than yep. uh, than a, a hunting rifle. So there there's there's a legitimate argument there. It's not just that, you know, people look at it and say, "Oh, it looks it looks scary and I'm not a gun owner and I don't know anything about guns, so I'm just going to like look at that." So yeah. you you can't just sort of write off that side of the argument. It, it, there is something to be said there, but I also understand the other side where there are like People who are law abiding gun owners who feel like they're being maligned by this. Yep. Ultimately, it- the question though comes down to in our society, are we going to accept that sometimes because there are people who are going to choose to do horrible things with, you know, tools? sometimes we're going to have to like ban those things yep. because you know they as much as you are a law abiding gun owner mm-hmm. um a child can get a hold of that you know they can and and i mean they do it, it does happen and as much as you want to have um you want to have uh, protective uh, procedures in place or like certain security measures uh requirements like you got to lock your ammo away from your your guns you got to make sure that that things are locked up and secured all the time um like these things still happen right like people who aren't supposed to have guns end up with guns and sometimes it's just uh understandable that you know what we're going to take certain measures to say yeah you can still have this class of gun but this particular class no because we're taking that incremental step to just be um uh to to be more secure as a society because though if those run into wind up in the wrong hands they'll do more damage than like we're weighing your desire for i don't know uh happiness in having a certain firearm versus the possibility, remote possibility, let's, let's be honest here. It's still a remote possibility that somebody who's not supposed to have a gun is going to wind up with a gun in their hands and do a lot of damage. And I mean, you know, that's an active debate. We have to have all the time, right?
1: So, and so you're, you're correct. Uh, Oh, thanks. I got the right answer. You're correct. Uh,
0: I think, uh, I, I think I skillfully straddled the line
1: between not, not taking a side. Exactly. So I want as well, uh gun owner. Uh, I have my fair share. Uh, you hear that? Uh, you hear that police? I, I have, you know, uh, the, the room fire, the center fire. I have the shotguns. I have semi-automatic, uh, bolt, uh, pump, uh, break action. Uh, These all sound like sexual positions to me. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Rim fire, oh bolt, man! I gotta say, break in action school,
1: in late high school. Like, you know, when I first met, you know, my my long term girlfriend. You know, break action all the time, <laughs> break action all the time. And then you know, we got bored so then in college, I found somebody. We we did pump, <laughs> pump style nonstop.
0: Took a little you know. while to get to rim fire,
1: I'm sure. It, the rim, you know, but it's something I wanted. That's the, <laughs> know <laughs> anyway. so, so the only thing I got like before all this discussion and do I think this and that one thing I don't think people understand it's gun ownership in Canada, firstly, is not a right. It is not in the Charter yeah, of Rights sure. yeah. that we own firearms. Yeah, we, we don't have a Second Amendment bullshit. Yeah. We don't have all this. It is a privilege, all right, given to you by the state, God's, in uh, in, in the grace of God, (laughs) Queen Elizabeth II. Okay, that's given to you. And as as stupid as I sound, that's actually technically correct. Anyways, uh, but given to you, the state, the crown gives you the privilege to own a gun. We do have a culture and a history of you know essentially conquering and taming the wild to you know like. We had, you know, you know, ex- expansion in, in all of, you know, and settling in all of Canada, which required, you know, uh, you know, pioneers hey. to have weapons and blah, blah, blah. And we have a hunting culture. First of all, we and like, and I'm going to take you the whole equation of First Nations culture of hunting on their land. You know, that that's a whole sure. other, you know, uh, ball of wax to argue. So, yes, we can talk about that. But the ownership of firearms is a privilege. It is not a right. People currently have them, and we're law-abiding citizens and law-abiding gun owners. And now, technically, might be punished to a degree. Is it going to be a buyback program? I'm not too sure what they discussed about. It is a buyback. Pro- yeah. So, technically, you are not out of anything. No, you are getting your fair market value, dollar dollar amount. You can then go buy a non-restricted weapon or restricted. Uh, so, it. I'm not 100% sure if all the non restrictives have been, uh, if the ones that are being are non restricted, too restricted or prohibited. I'm not sure if any of them are, no, are now res- restricted and you still need your license for it or whatever. I'm your ATF to, to use, uh, which is already a very tedious thing to have already. You have to have an ATF with a gun range, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, uh, so regardless, you know, I'm not sure what the specifics are, but I did look at the guns that are listed. So they are—they're all the AR-style. Most of them are AR-style assault rifle-looking. Essentially, look like the M16 or the M4A1 carbine—you know, machine guns. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what the Canadian and American forces use. Sure. You know, there's just look—it looks like them though, and right? look like them. And essentially, the, and if you look at the list, it's there's 1,500 things. But the thing is, half of them are the same gun, just made by different manufacturers. And some of them have the longer barrels, some of them have the shorter barrels, some of them have the stock, different stocks, some of have different handles, blah, blah, blah. So the only thing, so I'm, I'll tell right now, I'm completely for it. First of all, because you don't need them to hunt. Yes, some you people like hunt with shooting. Them. And some of them you can, some you can't. But like, first of all, my 30 odd six bullet compared to the NATO 556, whatever the hell it is. My 30 six volt is a much larger caliber, much more deadly. So there is an argument saying, like, why aren't we outlawing that? We can talk about that. Yeah. Mine takes down a fourteen hundred pound, you know, moose. The other one takes down a person. Whatever. Sure. You know, we, there's there's an argument there, and I get that argument. Uh, who's you? Like, who are you? If you saw me coming through the bush, and we're both grouse partridge, and I'm coming through with my AR-15. I look like a goddamn tool. All right. And the only thing I think it's like, who is it attracting to buy those weapons? Yeah. People who have that, a bit of that, that want to have that, you know, like, you know, the, the survivalists or whatever, like I'm going to get this, I'm going to you know be ready and be armed. And these guns have a huge market of after, after market uh, parts. A thousand different type of scopes, laser sights. What the fuck do you need a laser sight for? Flashlights uh, on them. You're not allowed to shoot a gun attention. at night. Uh, some of them have the flashing, pulsating light to blind people while you walk into a room. Why do any of these things need to be made? Yeah. So, and then, like they're saying, well, they're already, cl- uh, they're already, pay- uh, you know, all the magazines are already uh, bolted, so they can only allow five rounds in it. But thing is, we all know those things can be drilled out, and you can just, you can, or you. You can buy your gun legally and get a a magazine that's not, uh, uh, you know, uh, enabled or disabled to only allow five bullets. You can have just a regular one that has the full 20 some odd rounds in it. So, like, we want to talk about And even then, Let's say only five rounds are allowed. you can only have five rounds in it. You buy 10 of these goddamn clips. You're still shooting 50 freaking bullets that are still deadly from 200 yards away, 300 yards away. Like, I think it's like we don't need them. Uh, it's not needed. It attracts a certain type of person and people want to say, you know, like, it's not the, you know, my argument is always, it's it's the pit bull argument. Alright? And we might have said this before. The pit bull or the the Rottweiler can even go to the German Shepherd. Okay, What are those dogs bred for? What was a German Shepherd bred for? Herding sheep? Originally, <laughs> what? No, no, no. You're right. You're right. No, originally, there there was it, it was a, a it was actually I think it was more of a the German Shepherd itself was more of a livestock guard dog. But okay. regardless, uh, so but pit bull, What was a bull made for? Uh,
0: to fight, probably
1: to fight. German Shepherds were then afterwards bred to also
0: attack. Okay, they
1: are dogs of war. Okay. Some of these dogs are bred to attack people and other animals. Okay? They're bred for that. They're made for that specific reason to do that. The issue now is we want to get rid of some of these dangerous breeds. Okay? Yes, you can have a perfectly good bulldog, perfectly good uh, pit bull, you know, all this stuff. But, once again, they attract a certain type of person. Not not all of them. Hey, they're great dogs. So, you're attracted to a certain type of person, so you're it's getting that you know you're now eliminating that that variable is the crazy person who wants a scary looking dog. So, with comes to the gun, you're eliminating that person who wants that scary looking gun.
0: Okay, but can I stop you there We're for trying, one
1: second? Sure.
0: To play devil's advocate to that, right, is you're like I I a little bit I understand that side of the argument in the sense that it's like advertising cigarettes to kids, right? Like there's a certain class of people that we do not want to advertise this product to Mm -hmm. because it can be harmful to them and potentially harmful to others. Now that's, you know, I'm sympathetic to somebody who is law abiding, likes guns, is um you know one of the certain types of people that you're talking about right like the the type of person that that is attracted to a tough looking gun and wants to you know just wants to carry a rifle but is it, it's sort of infantilizing to that person to say oh you because you're scary looking and you like this kind of thing that we're going to make it illegal for you to do what you like because regardless of if you obey the laws or not, right? Because we just don't want a person like you owning a gun, right? So that I, I fully appreciate where the, the, Like somebody listens to that and, you know, and, and I feel like I can, I can picture the person, right. Just be, just being like, listen, I'm a law abiding gun owner. I'm sorry. You don't like the way that I look or the way that I, uh, what I like to do or what I, you know, what I enjoy, that I enjoy big guns and whatever. Right. I'm sorry that that's the case, but I'm not a danger with them right and and legitimately they aren't so that that type of person i i get where their outrage comes from now those the, the, to me the legitimate problem is not that that person will have the gun right the person walking through the bush with the fucking ar15 looking rifle because that's what they like to do or they just like to go out shooting on a on a saturday afternoon right
1: like, which I'll tell you, I love doing too. Yeah, sure. Know, and and it's
0: fun. Like I, I went, I recently went on a bachelor party where we yeah. went and, and I shot an actual AR-15 in, in the States and it was a fucking
1: great time. I had, and I tell you, I've looked at buying an, an AR-15 styled 22. Just there you go, there you go. Like, yeah. hey, whatever. As a larger clip and it's, you know, you're just going to go plinking and I'm just going to go hit a bunch of targets sure. and just whatever and what
0: if if I've, you I've about it. if you decided to you know wear oversized oakley's have a large well i mean you just shaved your large beard uh and wear an affliction shirt like would it be wrong for you to own that gun
1: well if i own if i was also driving a dodge ram or a jeep <laughs> yes
0: yeah i own <laughs> that then that's what we should be outlawing, right? Uh, no, uh, but but that's what I mean, right? is there's all there's all sorts uh, and 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 I get where somebody feels like this is elitism, right? Mm-hmm. I, I get where where that comes from. so I, I think we need to be sympathetic to this this idea that that somebody might feel like what the like what the fuck? you're just painting me as a criminal when I'm clearly a law-abiding gun owner who 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 does what they have to do. So that, to me, is 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 a completely understandable sentiment. And I think where we need to really drill down on is something where we can find that common ground. And, and I think that comes down to an understanding of the real danger of the guns. And it's yeah. saying, listen, this can be this particular firearm, right? If you can demonstrate that a particular firearm can be used more efficiently to be damaging and dangerous to people around you, I think... Even the people who like those guns, right? They can understand that there's always a risk of that gun falling into the wrong person's hands. And and I think if we stopped with this idea that like, oh, it's a certain type of person who likes this kind of gun. And it's a certain, like, that, that, and we just went more to the idea that this, these guns can be, can be dangerous if if they fall into the wrong hands then we'll all be on the same page we'll all be on the same team
1: about banning them right i I could agree with that i could agree with that and i think uh to that uh you know you're saying these can fall through wrong hands it is you know stats have shown that uh yes the people who are committing gun crimes usually are not law-abiding gun owners that's right well first of all they're not law-abiding because they're they're committing gun crime, but like before, <laughs> They're not and, law. before they were not law-abiding. Before that, uh, you know, they didn't buy, they didn't get these guns legally. Yeah. Uh, but it has been shown that the guns often, often the guns these people use were originally purchased legally. That's right. Legally. That's right. So, but what happens? I can sell you my rifle today.
0: Yeah,
1: we can. I I can go over to your place tomorrow and drop off the shotgun. Technically, you have to your... ask me for my my your pal, my pal. pal. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Your pal, I see it. I walk away. I now don't know what you're doing with it. I don't know who you're going to sell it to. I got no idea. This, the aftermarket thing that's it. That's the issue is we're not there's not enough control to what's happening with these firearms and they're not registered. Mm -hmm. When I buy, technically, when I buy it from alberts they take down the number yeah. and serial number and know who bought the gun anyways but regardless afterwards they don't know who had it afterwards exactly. so we don't know where these guns are going so technically if it was a registry anyways that's a whole other argument so there's that so the the, the argument that you know gun uh, law binding owners aren't the ones doing it but unfortunately these guns do make it way through the system and they don't get tracked and these legally purchased guns do become used in illegal activity yeah one thing, though, I can kind of say, and I think it's a bit on that same vein, which I can see a reason why to eliminate a certain style of guns, okay? And a certain... Uh, or, or guns that can be modified and added stuff to it. Yes, so a handgun, we know you cannot carry a handgun unless you have your ATF. You what, have your okay, nom- what does ATF
0: stand for? Because I so, don't own any handguns. Uh, so, so.
1: so a handgun is handgun is a restricted firearm. Yes. Okay? So you have to not just get your non-restricted; you then have to get your restricted firearms license, which is an extra extra weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you to you can own the gun. <laughs> Way to minimize would, that, <laughs> sorry, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, but it, but you, you when you send in, there's a reference checks. There's all that stuff. They there's sure. background checks. There's all that stuff. So there, there's two stuff to it. The course itself is not much. But anyways. You, you get your, your thing, but then if you want, you can buy the, the, uh, the gun, but if you want to transport this gun, you have to get an authorization to transport firearms, an ATF. Ah, gotcha. You can only get the ATF through a, a legal registered uh, gun range. Okay. And once you get that, you can only go from your home to the gun range with that gun in your car in the quickest route possible. And, and the most direct route as possible, you can't go stop in at, at Tim Hortons on the way, and if you get caught stopping at Tim Hortons on the way with your your handgun in your car, you will get charged and you will lose your license. Wow! You have to go A to B. You can't go A B C. You have to go A to B, like straight straight shot. Uh, so that's an ATF. So that's the extra thing with a restricted. So you can have a handgun if you don't have a if you don't have your ATF, you can't have a handgun. Okay. Uh so if I'm driving, so if I'm cop. Let's say I'm a cop, I pull you over, okay? You jump out of your car, you have a black handgun in your hands. Guess what? I'm shoot first, ask questions later. I'm I'm a cop. I'm trying to defend myself. Poorly trained officer. (laughs) But but I'm trying I'm defending myself, I'm defending anyone around, okay? So I, I think you could argue that if the cop shot y- you, who came out with, with the handgun, if I shot you, I think it would be understood that, you know, obviously there was an immediate threat, sure. a perceived immediate threat, blah, blah, blah. All right, get that. That's good. Uh, but then I go check you out. You're underground, bleeding. I go check the rifle, uh, the handgun. It's an airsoft gun, a black airsoft gun that looks exactly like a 9mm. Exactly like a 45 caliber Beretta. Okay. So these these it's a handgun. It looks like a handgun, but it shoots plastic pellets at you know mm. however meters per second. Non lethal. You don't think it really kills a chickmunk as most. All right. So this thing is it, it's not it's, it's not illegal. You're allowed to drive with it, you're allowed to carry it wherever you want. It's not an illegal weapon. But I don't know when I see it. When you perceive it, right? when, when I pull you over. I, and you come up with this thing, I shoot at you. You know, are you going to y- yell at me now that I shot you, or, or is your parents going to come at me and sue me as a cop because I shot you c- when you didn't have a dangerous weapon on you? I didn't know. I could only perceive something from 50 yards away. Okay, but let me stop you there for one second,
0: okay? Because you're saying that so ultimately the problem here is uh, a police officer's misinterpretation
1: of. The firearm that was in the person's hand. Okay. So l- let me. So yes. So let me continue okay. with this. Okay. I think this this might answer your question more, or you might might develop or sure. expand your sure. question. Sure. Sure. So, right now, so the the M sixteen, the M forty one, a lot of these are fully automatic or selected fire. They can go from fully automatic burst round to to semi automatic to single shot. Mm-hmm. You, you can select what some of these rifles. You can select how how they shoot fire. So those are already prohibited, illegal to own all that stuff. Uh, the issue is is that you can buy these essentially identical guns, barrel length. there's also a, 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 an argument that there's a thing with b- the barrel length has to be so long. okay? because if it's if it's compact, you can essentially hide it in your jacket and walk into a bank and shoot up the bank.
0: Yeah, okay. That, yeah, so I, there's I a that legality
1: thing. with it. Okay. But, you know, you can have the same exact thing as uh, an a, an M16. You go in, get that gun, and it's a single-shot M16. Completely legal to have. You can go hunting with it. You're, you're using it to go hunt bear or whatever. True. It fires your NATO round. You go do your thing, okay? Or a gun that looks just like an AK-47, it shoots the same bullet, the Soviet round, single fire, you know, has a f- only a five-round five, a f- a five uh, round magazine. It looks like a full magazine, but completely legal. You can do it. Go for it. Okay. But the only thing is, when I pull you over as a cop, and you then, you step out of your car, and you're holding this identical-looking M16 or AK-47, do I... Do I wait to see if you have now overpowered gun than what I have in my nine millimeter handgun sidearm? Do I? W- what if I take the shot? What if I if I perceive I am in danger now and everyone else is in danger and I shoot at you? You know, am I wrong? Am I wrong? I didn't know you you had a a legally restricted non restricted rifle that looked exactly like the, a prohibited one and looked in every single way no way look, I can tell the difference. Is that okay? And so I'm just saying if with the elimination of these guns on this list is that whole situation and opportunity is now gone. Okay. So as a cop, if I see it, I know you are, you, you are carrying a gun illegally. Okay. I'm going to say, have that threat up.
0: I'm going to say that the, this, that whole conversation sounds a little absurd to me because, and I don't know if this is, you're like, absurd. I don't, I don't know if the, the, Somebody can correct me on this. I don't know if this is a red herring or if this is like a non-starter or whatever the fuck this actually is. But I feel like, okay, if, if I come out of, if I get pulled over by a cop and I walk out with a 12 gauge shotgun, like that I (laughs) legally own, I can fully expect to be, to be shot (laughs) Like, or at least put gunpoint at you. Yeah. I legally own this thing. It, like, clearly it, this officer's what, in the wrong, you know? Like, but, like it's... No, it, you're, I, you're, I you're get your crying. point in it. Yeah. I, I understand that the perception of a specific firearm might be different, might, might infer, or sorry, not infer, might imply, cause others to infer, uh... A motive, Mm -hmm. right? Or an intention. So if you have a certain type of firearm, a firearm that looks, sorry, not a certain type, a firearm that looks a certain way, our collective understanding of guns from movies and whatever, right, might cause us to sort of look at you holding that gun that looks like you're in the military but still wearing your hunter orange for some reason. Uh, it might it might cause you to think that you're, you know, you're in danger, right? Mm-hmm. So but but this is where I'm a little sympathetic to people who have these guns for whatever reason they choose to have them. Is that that's not a problem with them, that's a problem yeah. with people being There's... poorly educated when it comes
1: to firearms right yeah. and you know what and i and i understand sport shooting i mm. i think it's fun i would and i'll tell you right now i wouldn't mind to go buy one i think mm. they'd be i think i would have a great time and i've shot similar type of guns they're fun absolutely and especially when you, you're into firearms they are fun once again no it's a privilege and That's it's right. a first yeah. of all it's a sport sport mm-hmm. to go do, it is not something that really fucking matters. If they outlawed the use of you know recreational horse racing or whatever because it's fucking animal cruelty, let's be honest. Are we going to fucking say, well, you're taking a a right away from me? Well, no, you're fucking using something that doesn't need to be done. But Jay,
0: this let's is a, this is a slippery slope, Jason. They today it's <laughs> guns, tomorrow it's hockey. Like uh, it's just. Uh, you know we're living in a horrible society that's just sliding into totalitarianism oh. with their mandatory
1: vaccines and. Uh. <laughs> but like, let's be honest though. Like, you could like, and and I know the argument on the other side, and like I can play Devils Advocate, and I and I see both sides too. Yeah. Guess what? Somebody with a shotgun, you can get a semi-automatic shotgun. You can fit five rounds in that thing. You can do some goddamn damage.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you. It, it's very true. Like I, I, you know, there's a debate as to be had as to how effective these these laws actually are. Mm. I don't know that they're they're actually that effective in deterring people who really want to be uh, violent towards other people. Exactly. I mean, like yep. there was somebody who drove a fucking van through a crowd right a uh, couple years ago, and that person. Um, like I don't know how many people died in that in that uh, incident, but that person didn't have a firearm at all, right? so it's clearly people who have those intentions they they find ways to do it, but i I think it says more about like what we want to be as our society, right? and there's always been this kind of like comparison between the States and us, right? There's, yeah. there's, uh, there's a gun culture in
1: both countries,
0: right? There's mm-hmm. gun culture in Absolutely. the States and there's a gun culture and in, in Canada, but the gun have culture, much, Canada...
1: a, our gun culture is also much more elevated than it is in Europe too. Of course. Like, we have lots of guns here. We're here. Yeah. Europe is nowhere near us. Yeah. And, so, and yeah, keep
0: going. there's a lot of guns in Canada, but I, and I forget who I saw post this online, but I thought it was really telling. It was that, Like you could walk around with like your unloaded, perhaps, Um, you know, 30 odd six strapped on your, you could open carry, correct? Like if you wanted to walk around town,
1: it has to be locked, have to be locked.
0: Does that have to be locked in city limits? Is that what it is?
1: Uh, it has to it, it, unless you are using it. You have to have a gun, sure. uh, either a, a something to prevent the mechanism torque. You would have to have a trigger lock, or a if it's a bolt, you can yeah. put the yeah. whatever whatever that lock's called. I can't remember what it's called. It lock whatever yeah. it is, right?
0: So, you, like, you, you, whatever locking mechanism you have, it has to be locked. But you could walk yeah. around with this thing strapped on you, and you could walk around town, right? But it I, seems that sure. we don't have a problem with people doing that, yeah, because. We're, and I got to choose my words carefully here, but it's like, and I and I think the person who posted this online had said, we don't do it because we're not assholes. Yeah. Like, what, like, you gotta at least wonder what your intentions are. Some people, like, their, their thought is that I will do it because it's my right to do it, right? Yeah. But you also gotta think, like, I mean, you don't have to, but uh, my choice would be to think, Like I live in a society where I'm going to walk around and what, regardless of my intention, I'm wearing a gun, right? That there are going to be people around me. And I get that that's their misperception of my intention, but they're going to be looking at me like that's, that's a dangerous man. And I'm going to scare the shit out of them. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to choose not to do that. And I think there's more of a culture of that, and there seems to be a culture in the states of uh, asserting your rights to do certain things. And it's not that these people are legitimately dangerous, but they appear dangerous to people who don't know them. Yeah.
1: Also, like you gotta remember too, there's a much, there's a, there's once again, there's it's a very cultural thing, and and law wise in Canada we don't have a first of all we don't have the shoot first law. You don't have the stand your ground law. What is this? You don't shoot have, first law. <laughs> well, the the uh, whatever the uh, uh, defend your property law, like the whatever that's called. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Ca- castle law. No, some that? people would like that in Canada. I know some true? people would like it, but in Canada, it is you can only use equal amount of force. Mm. So, if someone breaks into your house and they don't have a rifle, and you go run over, and get your rifle, and shoot them. You are. Going to jail for murder. Yeah, if 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 there was no actual threat, if the person was literally just going in to steal your TV and trying to run away, and you shot him in the back, or just you just shot him. Period. We're not in the back; that adds a whole other aspect. But you just shot the guy. you. Can go for murder because you did not use. If if they weren't attacking you, you had have to, have to perceive threat too. And there is technically like the equal plus one uh, type of uh, use of force, but. You can't... Are you just, a lawyer or something? Like, do you know this shit? How do you know this shit? Have you, like, looked this up
0: so that you knew that if somebody walked into your house, you could shoot them? Like, how you could shoot them legally? This is disturbing to me. Like, the only issue, they would have to
1: have a gun first. Ah, okay. So would, you would put the would gun in their out. hand. So, you would say, so sir, she, please hold this. Can you hold this for a second? Because the issue is, like, it's very hard to get them, like, there's <laughs> locks and there's keys everywhere. <laughs> They're hidden. It would be quite, and like the, the, the ammunition is another part of the house. It, it's quite the ordeal. Luckily, my house isn't that big, but so there are <laughs> issues with that. I w- I was going to look up the uh, the storage of handling because I know like your guns have to be locked up uh, and you know not accessible when you're when you're transporting them. They can't be an open view. They can't be like easily viewed. Like if you stepped out and went to like you, you just walk like you have your shotgun. You're going hunting. You go in to walk into walking to Alberts. Go pick up a couple shells. The guns in your car cannot be easily seen. Really? And they have to be locked. Yes. So I'm not too sure about the carrying on your back. But what about in public? I'm yeah, not too but, sure about but it. But what I don't understand about that,
0: and and again, this <laughs> we're we're maybe exposing our own ignorance as uh, uh, gun owners. Good thing all I, mine are I, in, I know, I are currently it. in my gun safe. It but has to be locked um, and keep going. No, but what I was gonna say is that uh like I, I think there there definitely is a difference between within uh city limits and within uh and, and like outside of city limits, right? Because if the idea is that you can't have a firearm in view, then why would you even carry one on you, right? Or why would you have one in a vehicle
1: so ready to, to the shoot? display the display of a non-restrictive firearm has to be first unloaded. It has to be rendered inoperable by means of a secure locking device uh, or in a container, receptacle, or room that is kept securely locked and is constructed and cannot be readily broken into. And it is not displayed with and is not readily accessible to ammunition that can be discharged from it. So that's for display. There's the same similar type things for fire, for prohibited benders but there's more for, for non-restricted, blah, 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 prohibited uh, transportation, non-restricted firearms. And this is from the Canadian law uh, page. Yep. Uh, an individual may transport a non-restricted firearm only if, except in the case of a muzzle loading firearm that is being transported between hunting sites, it is unloaded. In the case of a muzzle loading firearm, it is being transported between hunting sites if the fire cap flint is removed. So, between <laughs> you, you may transport a non trade if it's uh, going between hunting sites. <laughs> muzzle loaded. Yes. Yeah. Who no. would use muzzle loaded. Subject to, uh, to uh, actually muzzle loading, you get a longer hunting season for muzzle loading. Well, yeah. Good to and know even longer one if you're doing both, but anyways. Uh, subject to sub- section 3, an individual may transport a non-restricted firearm in an unattended vehicle only if, when the vehicle is equipped with a trunk or similar compartment, that can be securely locked, and non-restricted firearms in that trunk or compartment in the trunk have to be securely locked. When the vehicle is not equipped with a trunk or similar compartment, it can be securely locked. A non-restricted firearm is not visible to the outside. So, like I was saying, it can't easily be seen and must be locked.
0: So you can't if put it remote... like in the cab of the vehicle like, fucking sitting there Exactly. Open action.
1: It, guys used to have the, the gun rack on the back of the truck in yeah. their Bronco and shit. You can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, it, it, if, if in a remote wilderness area, the subject is any visible or otherwise reasonable, accessible, and, and operated. So if, if senior, I guess if it's in like your your hunting camp, you have to have it locked up. Uh, so antique, antique. So yeah, I, you have to go, it, it has to be locked and you have to be going between hunting sites. You have to go from home to the hunting site. You can't be hanging out downtown. Well, from, from what if I your hunting
0: site is, uh, I guess.
1: Well, no, you can, you, you, you can drive to your hunting site. It's from what it says here is between hunting sites. So like be t- from going here to your hunting site, if you're going to drive to the bush to go hunting, you're, you're, you're looking for, for bear good point, or whatever.
0: Partridge. Or yeah. So if you're, you're, dr- you're say, but if you're, you're driving can, you're around, carry. if you're h- driving around your hunting site,
1: like you, you're, you're good. You don't have your If you're hunting, uh, it, you can keep it unlocked. Keep it unlocked because uh, you, you, you're, you're a possession of it.
0: So, as long as you can legally hunt where you're driving, mm-hmm. right? Which is, that's a hunting regulation, right? You can't hunt within city limits. It has to be unloaded. There you go.
1: Yeah. Wow. Me, learning
0: like, something new every day knowledge is power and, right? and i
1: knew and i knew that i know that rule i know it can't be loaded when i'm in my car um
0: and, uh, i thought it was i i thought you were allowed to so just i mean hey you learn something new every but, day and remember it. too you're gonna be a lot canada, safer
1: canada. now no <laughs> and in can in canada for a shotgun it has to be uh if you're hunting you have to have the plug in it so in hunting for, for hunting for shotgun you can only have th- you can only fit three yes in it. yeah
0: well that's the if plug. you're that's if your gun holds more
1: than that right yeah, if you're yeah. like you're allowed to have man. five you're you don't need to plug in if you're going to target shooting but if you're hunting it you goes so, up you're hunting so you have to many. have to plug it yeah. uh so Here's well uh, so anyway so yeah you so you can't from what i can tell you can't really open carry you can go from place to place I guess you're going to be like, oh I'm heading over to wherever. <laughs> I'm walking to my hunting back. site. See you. are just, just in front of City Hall with my yellow vest. Yeah. Oh What? What do you mean? That, that Ooh, was I'm i in hunting orange. Sorry. Ah, I I'm colorblind. Right, right. I can't makes see. sense. Makes sense.
0: Anyways. Uh that that was a lot of gun talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. But it's it is interesting. It's well it's
0: no it, it's interesting because it touches on a lot of things right it touch it, it, like again i i'm i'm s i really do believe that there are reasonable people on both sides of this argument and so, and there are also unreasonable people too, right? There, there are people on on the side that just don't understand anything about guns and go like, why do you need guns? You know, like, why do you need a gun period? And it's like, oh, nobody needs a gun, but nobody needs a lot of things, right? Like there's a lot of <laughs> stuff that we don't need that's dangerous. And, uh, and, and we don't outlaw that. So I, I, I get those, those arguments, but. I also think there's some unreasonable people on the other side that just really believe they, they sort of feel like they're living in the wild west. And this is like the government coming to, you know, uh, intrude on their liberties. And I think there's this romanticizing of like, um, I I don't know, independence and liberty, freedom type. Type shit that that comes and, and that's heavily Americanized, you know, like yeah. that, that we're, we're influenced a lot by like, what's going what goes on in the States. And, and to be fair, like in, on their end, they've at least got a constitutional amendment that they can point to. Right they can say Which like this is part of the amended. founding of our country. <laughs> yeah but it
1: can be amended. of course, of course it can yeah, yeah. it's an amendment, right did you did you see i, I shared something online and it' it was uh, uh, I think I just it was a quick little story thing, but it uh, it's from it's always sunny in Philadelphia That's and it good. said the government can't tell me what to do because <laughs> the one two hundred years ago told me what I can do <laughs> just
0: Okay, All right. uh, All right. good. That's a good show. That oh yeah, uh, yeah. always sunny. Yeah, it's fucking great.
1: No nah. it's, it's you're right though. It's very Americanized. We we think we whatever, but like like we said, what can you do? What can't you do with my my thirty odd six, you know, hunting rifle? And that you can't do with an AR fifteen. Like, do we need the AR fifteen styled gun? No. Do we eliminate issues? Like. We do. And l- let's put it this way. Do you think it's reasonable to buy those rifles back and give you the money to go b- buy a-, a hunting version instead True. if we save one child's life, Corey? What's a child's life worth? You...
0: Uh, Jason, I've been listening to Hello? too much Adam Hello? Carolla and Dr. Drew in the morning to, to hear too much uh, of this, like... <laughs> if it saves one life,
1: what one life, it's worth everything. Um, but it's, to a degree, like for shit like that, let's be honest. Of course. Like, yes, when we want to say like, oh, we it's shouldn't so be, we mean. shouldn't allow flights. We shouldn't allow this, shouldn't allow that or whatever. It's like, okay, I think we, we, we have to roll the dice once in a while and go for it. Okay. But this, you can easily substitute it for something else. Of course. And if it just, but if, if it gives us a chance to maybe, skew some numbers and not allow us to have as many or you know, you, you, you diffuse that possibility or make it easier for a cop to make that arrest. Personally, I think we should be expanding this
0: thing to things like uh c and jet skis, shit that fucking annoys everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Any skidoo with a goddamn fucking stupid muffler that crazy <laughs>
0: Fucking motorcycles can be loud as fuck and really, really annoying, right? So any motorcycle that exceeds a certain decibel, decibel. uh, then absolutely that motorcycle is dangerous. Yeah.
1: When you can go by a Honda or a BMW and you can be standing next to it and you're like, is that on? Like, you're not (laughs) too sure. Meanwhile, the whatever is fucking, you hear from 18 blocks away. All right, (laughs) come on. all right. right. We
0: we we've gotta outlaw this thing because it really does attract a certain type of person. (laughs) Douchebags. I don't know what to tell you. Douchebags. It attracts (laughs) douchebags. Okay, speaking (laughs) of douchebags, I'm gonna be a douchebag and I I sort of broke the seal earlier, so I gotta go uh, I gotta go rocket piss again. So I think we're gonna do another break here. All right. All right, I'll be right back. Alright, so this is gonna be a heavily edited podcast heavily edited two fucking clips.
1: You no know, what we should have done. We should have started doing uh, uh random calls to John Belanger ah! and, uh, to see if they would pick up but totally I totally canceled. forgot about that too, eh?
0: Like as we, we were supposed to do this, but anyways we'll get it. He's supposed to be our uh our our like phone in guest, eh? From yeah, from he, time to time. So uh, yeah.
1: You know what I, I actually we gotta do that other we have the, the one segment we wanna start doing soon with somebody our our local conspiracy theorists.
0: That's right. That's right. We're we really ta- we're tapping into um we, we met this fellow who is uh, is very how can I eccentric? say eccentric? Yeah, well, I don't want to call him eccentric. I I I mean, he's very in tune with alternative theories on what's going on in the world today. Yeah. And we, You uh, know
1: what? We should try to get him on next one for at least a few minutes just to, to hear what's like, cause, So what I've been told or what he's always tells me, there's always new things. I That's always, right. I think I like, I like reading these things. I have a shot Freud thing about it. I like to go and read kind of like, Oh, what are these crazy quacks to talk about now? And, uh, I think I'm up to date with it. And I have been told by this, uh, individual, uh, like I am years, years, light years behind.
0: Oh, and uh, so doesn't surprise Kia, me.
1: Uh, this individual wants to come on and kind of just uh give us the heads up on what's the, uh, the new and uh the the cool things in alternative uh theories. I I really do
0: think that that that's going to make for for uh a really interesting segment because I I mean I could use to be educated on um I I mean I I like to to view all sides, right? of an argument, so it's it's interesting Absolutely. to to see what's what's going on. So we'll have to get him on the next podcast and uh You know, if he wants to, if he's really interested, he can start leaving messages on our anchor page (laughs) and, uh, and we can play them on the podcast. So, Oh
1: yeah. So I, you know, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him again. Yeah. Uh, See if you can't set it
0: up. I know he is very big on having a secure connection and, um, because he did see some, um, I'm pretty sure they are peer reviewed YouTube videos. Um, Where Edward Snowden was saying that the government can track everything on your cell phone, so you have the but but the one thing they didn't think about was the piece of tape on your webcam. That's the one thing they um, just.
1: I don't know if you put the piece of tape on your webcam, you're good. Good. Did I tell you about or did I make a joke about this before? It's like I always say, like. I used to see it, especially when I went back to school. Everyone had the the sticker on their webcam, and I'd be like, "Why do you guys have that?" Well, I don't want somebody to hack uh, my camera and see what I'm doing, or what I'm getting undressed, or doing whatever. And all they thought about was like, if someone hacks my camera, they're going to see some, some disgusting, <sighs> disgusting shit. It's going to be a bunch of wheezing and sweating, and it's going to look disgusting. <clears throat> so like, and like, what are you going to do? It's like, guess what? We like, who's going to like? Hold me hostage saying, Oh, we uh Corey, we uh we hacked your camera and we're gonna release the video of you looking at stepmom's stepsisters. <laughs> and uh we're gonna release that if you don't pay us a couple of grand. You'd be like, Okay, well, go for it. I'm calling the cops. Uh no one's gonna wanna see it. So <laughs> no. it's disgusting. yeah and two you just literally just you, just you you you've sunk yourself like you're going yeah. to jail like, no I, I always be like
0: whatever and 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 see i i think a lot of people are really kind of um freaked out freaked out about this the the level of i i don't want to call it is it's not oversight but the level of like uh the perceived surveillance right Cause there's a lot of information gathering and yes, I, I get it from this side of, um, especially in, in countries where there's like a lot of dissent is sort of um, oppressed. Right. Like, like I, where? I, what's that? Like where, I don't know. Like not in Canada. Like, uh, yeah.
1: let's not, let's not name the countries cause I might want to visit them one day. <laughs> all I gotta say is that I believe we should have equal distribution of everything. (laughs) Okay. Let's remember that. And I, 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 I'm not completely against the idea that the government and the state should control means of production. Uh, I'm not saying I'm against the idea.
0: No, no, but I, well, okay. But the point I was getting at is that if you're a whistleblower, you know, I, I get that there are concerns on that front, but like your average, your average person who's worried about like, uh, Fucking video of you jerking off, getting on the internet. Like, first of all, it's very un, unlikely well, that's going to happen. Did you think
1: I was talking about that? I wasn't talking about
0: that. Stepmom. What are you doing? It's Just watching
1: out of it's, interest? It's weird that your head went
0: there. <laughs> sure, sure. No. But, but I think like the internet in general and social media is sort of like, and and even unwittingly, right? Like is sort of exposed a lot of people, uh, like clearly we've fucking been sitting here for an hour and 40 minutes talking like somebody could come and, and look at what we've been talking about and be like, Oh, fucking so-and-so said this, said this, said this. And I think we're realizing that like, we're not all our resumes, Right. Like we, before we were all trying to put out a certain, I guess, image to the world. Right. And now it's becoming a little bit more bare. And as much as people talk about like people having fake Instagram lives, like you put enough of yourself out there on the internet. Like the real you is going to come through. And if you're a piece of shit, like people are going to figure it out pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I, I think ultimately that's healthy right like we need not only do we need to know who sucks but uh who we sort of people need to realize like when they're not eh, i I don't know they're not genuine or they're not like and, and you smell you sort of smell it from a mile away right when something is just so staged online and everything and and i know it's sort of getting away from the hacking of uh of uh, webcams there like but but even just what we offer up voluntarily online right not just what's uh, what what could potentially be hacked so i i don't know like i i and especially now people are probably spending a lot more time on the internet Mm -hmm. that you you're going to see more of that and you gonna see more people's like real personalities kind of come through and what they how they really feel about certain things, right? I
1: mean, <laughs> one thing I realized with this whole COVID stuff uh it sounds like I was going to say like COVID like false bad uh, this co- uh, this fashion. whole COVID fad cover up, uh, Jesus, it's, I, I'm actually kind of happy about it. Not, not uh, COVID is the fact that I'm happy that I'm, I I can see people's online, uh, habits more or their personality through what they do online. You see people, I I have blocked and, or unfriended or unfollowed depending on, you know, arm's length or non-arm's length relationships. Uh, People, because I now find out that they're just, first of all, a quacks, just ignorant or straight up just racist or whatever. Like, or or, like, I will, I now know it's like, oh, you believe in this? You believe in, um, I'll say, you're an anti vaxxer? I don't need to talk to you anymore. I'm sorry. You can't, you don't have the ability to easily, you know, uh, tell fact from fiction. We don't really need to be. I don't need to be talking to you. I got nothing interesting to say to you. That's
0: a, that's a fair point point. and uh, if, the the only thing I will eat crow on when it comes to this though is, is you uh, also all, don't believe I it. usually felt I I felt the same way about certain people on my in my social media who believed Tom DeLonge when uh, it came to UFOs and then this week here I Tom DeLonge was right, my friends I I will completely eat so the only thing the
1: only thing with this. this UFO video is that it's still like they don't know what it is. It's an unidentified flying object. Does not mean it's a... it's kind of a cop spacecraft. out name, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's like oh, so UFOs like okay. So what is it like? Is it a Chinese or Russian friggin' you know like uh, s- s- spy whatever like and they're like oh you know nothing moves that way. It's like yeah, but you know what. Before the friggin' Sukhoi 27 came out, nothing did those maneuvers as well. Before the whatever plane came out, nothing did that maneuver as well. Like, some things come in as, and they're all saying, oh, this breaks the laws of physics. Guess what? At the time, we assume some of these things broke the laws of physics as well. Like, yes, you, you look at China and, and, and the Soviet Union and the American satellites, not you, you uh, scramjets. Things that do, like, Mach 8. Like they go like, yeah, we don't know what these things are. And also, you know, there's there's issues. But like, yeah, I and I must say there isn't like I'll be the first one to believe. I don't believe we're that fucking special to be the only goddamn species in the goddamn world or in the uh, not the world in in the universe. universe. I get it. I understand. I'm I'm quite atheist enough to believe it's possible to to be there's more of a more of a possibility that we're not the only ones here. Do I believe that they would waste their time and just checking us out and just kind of like hanging out in front of an F sixteen and flying away? I think they, you know, they have a bigger budget. (laughs) If they can make it here, if they have figured
0: out how to make it here, and they would just be fucking us. us, Yeah, they they probably would see us more as the way we see ants, Mm -hmm. right? Like yeah, uh, if if you think about our relationship to small insects, uh, and and the way we just sort of they would just disregard whatever they give a shit about, and we just like oh look and move along. Yeah. Then yeah, that that that's probably the same.
1: Type they wouldn't just come fuck right. with us and grab some guy over the fucking backwoods of Arkansas and just throw something up his ass and leaving. That they they can do more. Yeah, well, could they grab they like?
0: Like a world leader or something, or exactly. something like somebody you know, like, important who appears important. Like if we exactly. want to study insects, we grab the queen bee, right?
1: Like yeah. exactly, uh-huh. the queen of the hive. <laughs> Let's grab her out. Let's see what sets her tick, or what everyone else does. Because we grab sure, her. sure. All right, we realize when I grab the queen bee, <laughs> the fucking whole swarm comes after me. So when <laughs> we, so the aliens
0: when they cut, we we've got. Take Trump. Take this seriously when they come and abduct Trump. And when he comes on TV and he says, Listen, I know this is going to sound crazy. But last night I was abducted
1: into an alien spacecraft. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The only issue, if he says it will be like, All right. You've been inhaling the spray tan a little too much, haven't you? Some
0: of us, some most of us will say, okay. We knew he was crazy, but we didn't realize he was this crazy. And then the last thirteen percent of the population will say it definitely happened.
1: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you could have the like the the always Trumpers be like, oh fuck, oh. like a good chunk of them being like, okay, well we can't defend this now. The <laughs> the always the, one,
0: okay, the yeah. always Trumpers they see Trump like George Washington, right, like. He cannot tell a lie.
1: It's but yeah, but only tell a lie. Yeah, yeah. No, but only tell a lie. That that that's a whole. There's a whole so it's like psychological thing there that I don't understand. But why people you know,
0: are are super into Trump? I think I Trump think it's really into him
1: just. It's just closed off to undisputable fact, like. I understand video deep fake videos being released of mm. politicians saying certain things and they've they've now had them like that AOC saying whatever and they had also who else like, OK, we can tell the deep fakes they're going to get good, but we're going to know when they were said or not said. Sure. Like they're going to have to have, you know, a deep fake of Anderson Cooper interviewing AOC saying that, yes, we should do this. And then like when we go and ask Anderson Cooper, he'd be like, that never happened. Yeah. And AOC's like, I, I wasn't there. I was here. I was across the country at this time. Like, yeah. it's going to be hard to say this. Uh, but, like, the stuff, he, he'll say something. And they'll say, well, no, he didn't say that. Or he will say, I never said that. And, like, that, I, I just don't understand that it's a cognitive of dissonance. Like, how can you just let that, like, you're just cool. Rain,
0: so. I think it's it's more of an expression of frustration with and and this is like a, a classic thing right like we when we had um, Charlie on the podcast, I remember we were talking about this it was just the cynicism that people have towards politics now, right They're just so sick and tired of politicians, right And I think most people were fed. The same kind of politician for a very, very long time, like the the one who just sort of said what was expected to be said, and it was always the same person. And this is kind of the risk that, that's coming along with this, like Joe Biden nomination, right? Is like it's the next guy in line, right? The next guy to, to sort of be um,
1: – so Let's come back to that after, but keep going.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but I think Trump's the expression of that ultimately what what seemed to be true is like people don't even give don't really care if he's telling the truth or not like they're not they're not stupid people they don't care they're just they're just so cynical about politics and they're so cynical about uh about like even life in general that it's like yeah you know what he says shit that pisses people off the people i don't like the people who ruined my, who I see as ruined my life or fucked my me country. over or whatever. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm offended by those people and he offends those people. So he's got me in his corner. Right. So what
1: about like this argument you hear? It's like, Oh, uh, you say, well, Trump, Trump lied. This, this, this. Yeah. But they all lie, but mm-hmm. they don't like politicians because politicians are liars and they'll tell you the truth. It's like, it's all right. Well, I don't like politicians because they, they, they don't tell us the truth and they lie and they bullshit us. Meanwhile, he's lying, whatever. And if you call that, it's like, well, they all do. Like, it's completely OK. And they do the same thing. It's the same in Canada. It's all right. You know, Sheer does this. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's just not a big deal. It's like, oh, Trudeau shouldn't have gone to his cottage and done this and that. Let's supposed to be social distancing. But Sheer, you know, got on a plane of all these people to fly here. And they charter their own plane, and but like it's one or the other like it's it's always okay if their team does it, it's not okay when the other team does it, which and once again, we are both not you know subscribing most of the time to both those two parties most of the time, like I think we're somewhere in between of everything
0: yeah uh, we're we're not we're not left or right wing we are um i don't know like left or right shoulder or breast. Or I I don't know what what is more closer to the me- middle there, but uh, where it, it's more the this idea, and I don't know I, I've there's been like this kind of increasing talk of like what a center looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And a center you would assume understands where the arguments are coming from on both sides, and mm-hmm. I, I it always. I always find myself respecting politicians who can be friendly with, with somebody who's not of their own per uh, political persuasion. Yep. Right. I, I find that that to me is the most like charming thing to me, yep. but, and what's the biggest turnoff to me is when I have either a conservative politician or um, a left-wing politician that is a hundred percent convinced that anything right of center or anything left of center is wrong. It's the wrong answer. Right. And, And not really understanding that this, you know, everybody's got legitimate concerns and it's just maybe the, the context or the specific issue is lends itself more to a left-wing solution and, 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 you know, uh, the opposite lends itself more to to a right-wing solution. So I, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of discussion that could be happening. And I think that people need to stop picking teams like as, as much as it's, it's tempting to, to want to, to just know that you're right it's very likely you're not a hundred percent right, <laughs> you know like there are very few people in this world that have the complete answer to a problem,
1: yeah. especially a like, complex problem yeah and i I'll, I'll say one thing or personally, I believe that uh, uh friend of the show uh, uh mr Beso uh, he What have said pardon.
0: What
1: would he have said? I, speaking to him, like I have heard him say, and he says often, like, he, th- th- there's some, he'll say, like, oh, this guy is a quack. This person is, you know, this guy is a snake, this whatever. But he'll be, hey, that guy just, you know, he's, he, he doesn't want high taxes. That's just what his thing is. I'll go for a beer with him. I'll, we'll yell each other. We're laughing at each other across the aisle. He's not a bad guy. And I, and I, I often think some of these people aren't bad, like, you know, and, and I th- I even see like, you know, during municipal elections or whatever, you'll see, you know, the chamber will go ar- argue a point. And I get it. The chamber are representing their 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 constituents That's or their right. their members yeah. and their members want to pay less in, in municipal property tax for, for commercial taxes. I get it. That's what they they're there to represent that need. They're going to argue that. I don't agree that they should or whatever, or disagree on this aspect or not this aspect, but Hey, that's what they're there for. Do I believe they are bad people for doing that? Absolutely. But that's, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it's like, yeah, they're not bad people. They're doing, they're, they're, they're doing their thing and they're, they're pushing their, their view or their wants and their needs. It's like, I, I get it. I believe there's, you know, there might be a better way to go to it. And that think would, that's what a, a, a true centrist, that would be what it would be. That's right. yeah. would you know can see both sides and argue both sides like or or see you know try find that middle ground type thing but yeah it's i don't think these people are necessarily bad well some of them are but not all of them are necessarily bad. yeah but but like, but see
0: like i'm i'm willing to extend a little bit of good faith on that front you know i think some people are are more predisposed to to different arguments right or or they're more predisposed to sensitivity to certain arguments so and that comes down to like your personality and your temperament and all a lot of things that you're you inherit so the way i i sort of parse this out is that there are people i significantly disagree with
1: Mm -hmm. but
0: i believe that they're honest in their beliefs and their convictions so you know, like you can have somebody that you really, really disagree with, but that you don't attribute, you don't have to attribute to them that they're dishonest or evil or or anything like that. You can just believe that they're wrong, right? And if that is, if you sort of framed it in that sense and the person didn't have to be a bad person, they just had to be wrong, Right. Like, could it not lead to better conversation and better, maybe find a easier finding of common ground? Because I don't know. Like, as soon as somebody labels me a bad person, like I probably st- stop listening to that person, right? Yeah. Like it, it's not it's not interesting to have a conversation with somebody who just thinks your motives are. Yeah. evil
1: <laughs> or you're most evil or you're an idiot because you don't believe in this
0: or yeah you know, you know like they're they're not willing to take you seriously at least you know like you.
1: you... <laughs> i may or may not have got an argument of one of your friends about uh alternative facts uh who are yeah. my friends or or not maybe not one of your friends maybe one of your acquaintances or oh i or, think or, i know what you're talking about uh, alternative facts
0: uh, yeah don't anyway. worry i've gotten the same argument uh,
1: yeah. uh, but <laughs> the thing I want to go back to a while ago. Uh, you were saying Biden. Uh, do you think? Do you see uh, possibility of uh, uh, Governor Cuomo coming up? Do you think uh, there's there's there might be a power play happening?
0: I don't fucking know.
1: Honestly, like, like I think if he if he runs, I think he could take it. He could take it. Especially like, he now, has to, yeah. He has to go and win, win. He has to go win the, uh, the the whatever the the convention. But fuck. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? He would kill. Yeah, he's smart. He does not take shit. He'll call you out. Everyone loves him. Everyone he's he's definitely more there than Joe Biden is. Oh yeah, way more there. But also, I think, I think in a swing state, he take it. He's mm-hmm. he's intelligent. He knows what's going on. He understands the politics. He he's not lost. You think he can take? Do you see who do you think could win in a? In a back and forth debate, him or Trump, I, I think he'll take easily. it,
0: but but at, uh, he'll at least fare better than
1: Biden will, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, things if I'm almost I almost want to watch Biden and Trump in a debate because it's going to be a train wreck on both sides, yeah. They're both which, just old guys, you know. Like, I know, which is why like Cuomo's not that as old, nor near as old, he's mm-hmm. not young, but he's not nowhere near as old would be great. I don't. I, I think it'd be a. It, he says he doesn't want to. It'd be fantastic. I think it'd be it'd be a win. Yeah. But also, it's kind of showing that how much the federal the federal government really has power right now, and how much they do but don't have power because like the governors are now setting up like, you know, uh, area freaking, uh, you know, confederacies or, or well, you know, like this is groupings.
0: what, this is what they're the, you know, all these, um, constitutionalists and, uh, like libertarians want, right. Like they, this is what they want. They want, uh, the governors to be able like the, the, the state's state's rights, right. To, to be able yeah. to do things on their own. So, Hey, uh, so, listen there, we're, uh, getting on two hours. Yeah. I am, uh, uh, personally, I I don't know if I'm getting a little, a little drunk
1: a <laughs> little, little, <laughs> little sauce. See, so I, I had a, a question. Uh, sure. You know, I could find a, a beer quote if I wanted to. If you, uh, I know to. we 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 were hoping to to maybe keep a letter for one of our, a, a potential uh, guest. <laughs> I wonder if we should just read that letter today to finish okay. this off.
0: Can. Can we tell this story first? Because I I do think that we're we no, this was a yeah. guest on, All but we're right. we're gonna like yeah maybe you can give somebody the prelude and I'll read the letter.
1: All right, you can it, read the letter. Yeah. So the prelude to this is we ha- uh I, we have a friend or an acquaintance uh actually straight laced everything funny guy though uh his name is Lance. We'll just say Lance.
0: We will Hi, say Lance.
1: Hi, Lance. Uh, yeah, I guess you were you guys were together at my I, bachelor yeah. party. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were so, together
0: uh, at your bachelor party.
1: Well, you we were together <laughs> about right. Actually, I think he crashed in someone's hotel room that oh think. God. Anyways, uh, so Lance is very much a well, he's a poli sci. Uh, I think poli sci uh, major, but very much you know a, a fan of of uh, of, of politics. And he uh, has a friend who is a constituency assistant for uh, Mr. Wayne Gates, the MPP for Niagara Falls area. And he decided to write. He would send correspondence back and forth with his buddy often. But tell me
0: more about this Wayne Gates guy, though.
1: So Wayne Gates is the job champion. Very much labor movement. You know, if you just search him up, the guy has the best mustache in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I, I would argue best mustache in in uh, Queen's Park. Okay. I don't think anyone. I don't think there's an argument. Who wouldn't argue? Most beautiful mustache. <laughs> I mean best, beautiful mustache. Anyways, so our friend Lance uh sent him sent his friend a letter. Uh sent his friend a letter and they were just emailing back and forth and he sent him a joke. And this joke goes on and you'll discuss <laughs> it, but it was it was never meant to see the of day. fuck, should we even be talking about this? Yeah, should we even say say Lance? Is that giving up too much? No. Nah, okay, Lance Keep can
0: going. come on and and come clear his name if he wants to.
1: Well, <laughs> I probably like do like a a uh, a Bart S. No, wait, too obvious. <laughs> B Simpson, <laughs> but it was our friend Mister L uh sent was joking around saying evil to his friend but his friend thought it was hilarious and actually printed it off and put it on the job champion's desk not telling him any context and just walking away <laughs> so I read uh, this letter our, our friend mr L our buddy L gave me this letter later on to read and told me guess what this was given to him one time just as a joke uh and I was pissed off that he did it, but he, but it's pretty funny. Here's the letter I sent. So then he, I read this letter during a Tim City of Timmins, uh, city council meeting. I was in the audience reading this, crying my balls off with laughter. You read it was, this? I was, I was just reading to myself. I'm my, like, oh I, okay, okay. I thought, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, when no, you said this, I, tried, I thought you I, said I, you read I, this I, in you know, a meeting. Yeah. I'm reading it while there's the meeting going on, and I'm reading it, and I'm crying. Oh, like, yeah. I'm laughing so much; tears are rolling down my eyes. And our friend L, you <laughs> <laughs> uh, should go back and bleep every time I said his name. No, originally. no, it's fine. So, anyways, it was hilarious. I thought it's the funniest thing ever, and we always talk about this. So, I will let you read this letter that was given to a municipal or a a, a provincial. Member of the Legislative Assembly of Ontario. Yeah, so any
0: uh, 90s WWF fans are going to really appreciate this. But this is addressed to uh, Mr. Wayne Gates, MPP uh, for the Niagara Falls region, if I'm correct?
1: I believe, yes. Is that right? Well, you, you can see it in the first line afterwards.
0: Okay, yeah, there you go. Dear Wayne, please accept this correspondence in the strictest of confidence. I am writing today in recognition of both your title as Niagara Falls jobs champion and your many years experience in the labor movement. These credentials indicate that you are without question the man to speak to regarding a various situa- a various, uh, sorry, a very serious issue that has for the last 15 years stood as a massive injustice. So this a- is now 25 years easily. Yeah, yeah of- 25 years now. <laughs> Wayne, I ask you is it time that we do that we write this wrong as you know we are in the grip of a terrible power power struggle that i feel is all but lost but in this, it is time that the legislature made a commitment to provide assistance to the union as it is it is as it has now been without significant representation since the corporation merged with the undertaker's ministry of darkness in 1999 to create the much maligned corporate ministry. These corrupt forces stomped out the union's flame and with a part and with it a part of its very humanity. We cannot fault the undertaker. However, he does what he can. (laughs) Now I, I can just see, uh, this Mr. Wayne Gates' face start to look somewhat confused at this point. As jobs champion, I ask that you table a bill committing Ontario to the mobilization of resources in support of this cause. I believe the best method of support will be to provide subsidy to Hearst, Ontario 2 by 4 Lumber Production. We have seen the union prefer this symbol of working class resistance. This will result in increased exportation and stimulated demand. Stimulate 2x4 production, Wayne, and union membership will skyrocket. As a, mem- As a matter of priority, we, m- <laughs> we must first make contact with the union's former chief representative, Mankind. Although I have little evidence, I am certain that he has kept an underground union movement operating, albeit discreetly. Please, Wayne, <laughs> he has fought this battle alone for far too long. The big show may know of his whereabouts. <laughs> che Guevara showed us in Bolivia that the creation of a favorable domestic political conditions is essential to success. Mankind is key to this. I further ask that you work to help relieve the undertaker of his responsibility <laughs> For the hanging of the big boss man This act Although brutal Was not the fault of the ministry As you know Vincent McMahon deceived the Undertaker All subsequent actions Taken at his behest Are therefore pardonable I believe the Undertaker Wields a, a power Far too great To forsake in this fight I can't fucking stop laughing Sorry Sergeant Slaughter, although goofy, can confirm this claim. A man of his... (laughs) A man of his military service should not be taken lightly. Attached, you will find the photographs of several individuals. I feel will lend a helping hand in our plight. Please seek them out. Thank you, Wayne. I know you will do the right thing. You're in yours in Union Fever, L. And it goes on to show a picture of Buff Bagwell, King Kong Bundy, <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> what is it uh,
1: Booker T. Like Booker and, T. And,
0: uh, 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 it was Heat, uh, Harlem Heat. Yes, Harlem Heat. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It is. Okay. So,
1: imagine trying to read that letter in, uh, in quiet during the uh, municipal council meeting.
0: Oh, that's too much. Anyways, if you know Wayne Gates, I'm sure there has been uh, no action taken upon, upon this letter, so uh, I uh, am quite furious with him. And if you're in Niagara Falls, you should be phoning his his office every day now until he takes action on this union led two by four production in Hearst, Ontario. All right. So that's good enough to finish <laughs> off right there. <laughs> that's the podcast right there. Anyways, Jay, right. uh this was fun. I had a good time. Uh thanks everybody <laughs> for more? listening oh, in. Now now I gotta record the intro to this. There you I'm go, a little bit, uh, a little bit. Drunk. So, uh, All that right. being said, I uh, hope everybody had a good time. Jay, uh, no, no, that's the beer quote right there.
1: That's the beer quote. All right, nothing better, you can't get
0: better. <laughs> that's very right. <laughs>
1: Cheers. Cheers, my friend.
0: We'll see you next week.